This last yeah. three weeks, I was in Utah. I just got married. Oh, nice. So my wife, and thank you. It's my third marriage. <laughs> I told myself after number two, I'm never getting married again, but never say never. <laughs> Did um, you learn from the previous two oh to not repeat? To not I've repeat. learned everything in my whole life. I, I learned from. Yeah. Wow. I'm here. I chose to come to this world <laughs> to learn, to have yeah. experiences. And that's what I've been having for 61 years this August, end of August. This seems like a great intro to the Cause I Have To podcast when living your dream is the only option. That's right. <laughs> Our guest is already spewing out great big lifetime uh, <laughs> ideas. It's and it true. is uh, Robert, Bobby, or Bob Auerbach. And it happens to be, so are you guys officially cousins? We're second cousins. Second, yeah. Uh, Jason's mother is my first cousin. I don't know what we should call you. Bobby, Bob, Robert? You know what? Uh, call me Robert. Robert. So Robert uh, is, so you're the son of Tommy, the original Tommy Berger, right? I am the stepson. 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 Yeah. Mm -hmm. But also is really into jazz and has a jazz record label. And he's going to deep dive into all his truest, truest passions coming up next. Welcome to the Cause I Have To podcast. When living your dream is the only option. Welcome to season two. We are your hosts. I'm Jason Friday. I'm Julie Slater. This podcast is about facing your fears, digging deep inside yourself, and following your passions. We hope to give you a push to live your dreams. Now let's get back to it. <laughs> and we're back. And we're back. I didn't want you to get into too much before uh, we oh. actually officially started. So yes, yeah. we are here with Robert Auerbach. And uh, I do want to, I know you were saying in our emails, you know, it's kind of a big deal, the original Tommies. I think we got to dig into that before we head into all your other passions. Um, you know, what was that like? I know, wasn't Jason's grandfather also a part of building the original Tommies? Yeah. Paul yeah. Wilkoff actually was a contractor and played a, a big role in working at Tommies back in the day. Yeah. And, you know, um, to be perfectly honest, I loved my uncle Paul, but he was very gruff. And uh, he was known for if you went to Tommy's and you got your order through Paul, and let's say you said, Hey, I don't want the chili, he'd say, Hey, we need a fucking sissy burger here. <laughs> and uh, Tommy's was an experience. It's not like that anymore. We are corporatized. We are, you won't hear the F word, but you used to hear it all the time. Yeah. It was like, What the hell? What do you mean you don't want a tomato? Oh. Um, Paul hired my dad. I mean, Tommy hired Paul, my uncle, to help him build. He built the Roscoe Tommy's, which is our number two store across from uh, Bush Gardens uh, in oh, yeah. um, North Hills. Right? So we're a Southern California chain. We have uh, 30 right now. There's 30 Southern California restaurants. I didn't realize there were so many. And the original is on what street? Rampart, 
and Beverly. Beverly and Rampart, right down the street from Dodger Stadium. Yeah, it's it's definitely an iconic eating establishment where um, I happen to play the role of uh, a liaison to the public. So I've been on the news quite a bit. They've interviewed me a ton of times on the Food Channel, and I get to represent. Them that way. So also- I, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I just wanted to explain for people who aren't from Southern California. So original Tommy Burgers, it's a it's a huge big thing. You guys are known for the chili, really chili yeah. on the burger. We have That's- burgers, hot dogs, tamales, and fries, and so we put chili on everything. And you know, for those who've never been to LA and don't really know, it's a meat chili. It's kind of a a greasy urban down home recipe. Uh, it's fresh, no preservatives. We we pour gobs of spice into it. It's really pretty damn good. Uh, and, there's, and there's all these other places that that try to mimic you. Like you'll see, so you guys uh-huh. are Tommy's T O M M Y, right? T O M M Y S, the yes. original world famous. If you don't see the shack, oh right, shack. So our little oh yeah, wait, store. I didn't really hear that. That's a great line though. If you don't see the shack, it's whack. Is that what the line? No, that's a good one, but take oh. it back. Oh, it's not an original. <laughs> so I times, said it was whack. <laughs> the, uh, the if times, you don't see the shack, take it back. Yeah. yeah. The Times did an article on the original Tommies, and they did the research. They found 67 imitators, T-O-M-Y-S, T-I-M-M-Y-S, T-A-M-S, Great Tommies, Golden Tommies, um, uh, Tom's number one, Tom's number two, yep. but, but they all are trying to knock us off because we are family owned and operated and we are not franchised. And, um, if you use our logo, which is the shack, that's our actual logo. It's a representation of the shack that sits at Beverly and Rampart 76 years to today. We have been open there. May 15th is our anniversary. Oh, wow. We're working on 77 years. Wow. If you wow. use that logo, we're going to hit you. If you use our script, our Tommy script, we will take a, a letter from our attorney to stop you. But, but you don't times, go after everybody. It's not worth it. Yeah, They're no good. They don't spend the money to make the burger that we make. You know? yeah. We have yeah. a fresh uh, beef patty. We have the fresh chili. We have an amazing hand-sliced tomatoes. Nobody does that. They all are uh, machine sliced and you know we chop our onions and we have an awesome pickle we put up there and the mustard even is it's a uh, kind of a yellow mustard but we cut it with our pickle juice so it has this oh wow it's a beautiful flavor profile yeah and i would absolutely we, agree with that <laughs> i personally love our hot dog it's a skin on frankfurter which means it's all beef it's not something like an oscar meyer not to uh say Oscar Mayer is not good or Hoffy, but it they're not. <laughs> and we steam it. It's old school. We steam the bun, we steam the hot dog, and it's, uh, bring it on East Coast is what I say. The East Coast is known for their hot dogs. We're known for our hamburgers. Yeah, yeah. That's what, and what, we are the king of that. But well, I'll be honest with Tommy's, you either completely love it and you're addicted to it, or you can't do it because it's just too greasy for you. Yeah, and there is just to be clear, there is no chicken option. There is no uh, non-beef option. Uh, no beyond serve, burgers. No beyond burgers. <laughs> Please don't ask. Okay, I know. Um, I knew that was coming. You get over the hit in the head with a potato sack. <laughs> and then what we do have is an amazing California burger, which is similar to In and Out. Right, it's got the Thousand Island lettuce, tomato, pickle, onion. 
personally, honestly, and I'm a little biased, it's better than In-N-Out. Oh, I'd but like to I, try that one. I, I love that. I love In-N-Out. I mean, I respect them. They started a couple years after my dad did. And I know I don't know, personally know the family and the story and the saga of In-N-Out. They are, you guys don't have meetings, like burger meetings once a month? Everyone, oh, you mean everyone, like burger everyone. wars? That would be a good yeah. thing. <laughs> now, they would win, okay? That company is amazing. I wish Tommy's had half the infrastructure that In-N-Out does. Tommy's. You're breaking up a little bit. Okay, we're here to talk about Tommy, so ask away. Yeah, no, I just wanted to uh, hear a little bit about the history and and uh, being a part of that huge change. I didn't realize, I thought there was just a couple in LA. I didn't realize there was 33. So where are they? They're in, are you, they in they're Orange in County Southern as well? California, right? As yeah. far south as um, Claremont Mesa, which is as far north as uh, Ventura off the uh, 101. Wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. And we also go inland. We're in uh, Riverside County, Corona, Fountain Valley, Westminster, uh, La Habra, Orange County area, Long Beach, you know. Um, and aren't they open 24-7? Are they used to No, be? well, you know what? The COVID put a kibosh on a lot of 24-hour business. You know, we're, we, I think the three primary, Eagle Rock, um, Roscoe and Beverly Ground Park are still 24 hours. Wow. But so, uh, we're we stay open as long as we can. We serve an awesome breakfast burrito. I don't know, Jason, have you had the burrito? Of course, man. Yep, many yeah. times. You can yeah. look at my stomach and that'll show you. <laughs> <laughs> the breakfast sandwich is amazing. My dad started years ago. Um, someone said, Hey man, throw an egg on my burger. So the old school breakfast sandwich was basically a Tommy's chili cheeseburger with an egg. And then, it, and then the other meat became a sausage. The bun became a uh, muffin, and all the same side orders. You know, the onion pickle tomato. We might grill onions for breakfast. Uh, sure. And now we have a hash brown, and the hash brown goes in the um, with the sausage and the cheese and the chili into the burrito. I love. I mean, if, if for the deal for the money, you can't beat it. My dad had the principle: give the customer what they want. If they want extra anything, don't charge them. Uh oh, something just happened. What? Oh, I heard a oh. Was that my headphones? Am I still live? You're still here. Yeah, okay. you're still here. Interesting. I wonder what that was. I don't know. Okay. What happens if someone comes in and like, can I get an egg white uh, burrito? So with the avocado in the, in the on the side. Classic words of Paul Wilcox. Get the fuck out. Forget about it. Yeah. Paul Wilcox. I love my uncle Paul. He was a rough guy. Did you have a what was your experience on Jason? Was he? I mean, he seemed, yeah, he seemed cool and nice, but also the only thing I remember sadly is when he started not being well and he was ill. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and same, and same with your dad, like they were both very, very cool people. Um, yeah. but I sadly, you know, I mean, I was just so freaking young. I think they both passed in the eighties, right? How the, old are you, Jason? I'll be, I'm just turned 39. I'll be 40 next year. Isn't that nuts? Dude. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So you're 10 years older than my, my eldest Thomas is 32. So you're eight years older than him. And then yeah. Timothy is uh, 30. Wow. And uh, Tommy's grandkids, you know, yeah, yeah. but Tommy had another family, right? His first family that the, the story is funny and I'll be quick about it. But when my mom was 16, so my mother, Esther was number 16. 
16 children. Yeah. Your grandmother, Sally, I don't know. She was definitely older than my mom. Uh, and they were very close. I remember going to your, your uh, grandmother's home yeah. um, when I was growing up. Um, my grandma, so they came out from Nova Scotia and started in Buffalo and came all the way out to California where, where Grandma Catherine Shaw ended up at Beverly and Rampart, one street off there. Right. The girls would be going to Belmont High. My mom went to Belmont High. And the way to Belmont High from Grandma's was this little hamburger stand with a very handsome Greek hamburger entrepreneur named Tommy Kulak. He's 11 years older than my mom. And the family joke is Grandma would say, stay away from the dirty old Greek. He just wants to get up your food and skirt. So they knew each other, right? <laughs> He goes, yeah. she goes off, uh, he goes off and marries. My mom goes off and marries my father, Art Auerbach. And um, my dad, Art Auerbach, uh, he had two children. He had rheumatic fever as a child, and he uh, knew he wasn't going to make it to Back in the early 60s, they're like, if you had a ventricle or a heart, it was hard, it was hard for them to save it. Today, they can do that. They have various methods. My dad uh, did have my brother. He asked my mom, would you have my children knowing you wouldn't live? And he died at 40, 39. Wow. She came back with her two little toe heads, you know, in tow. I think I was four. My brother Art was two. And she lived with her mother. Tommy had gone out, had family and divorced his wife. They started dating again. And three years later, when I was seven, they married. So wow. I've, I've had two really prolific fathers. The first one I didn't really know, but he started a club. He bought a jazz club um, in San Francisco on Broadway in Little Italy called the Jazz Workshop. Very, very historical place. He had two places on the West Coast that were famous. You had the Black Hawk and you had the Jazz Workshop in San Francisco. This is where uh, Dizzy Gillespie, Miles Davis, John Coltrane, Lenny Bruce, a comedian, would got arrested in California many times using profanities, obscenities, as they called them back then. My dad would bail him out. It's, wow. I've read articles, you know, Lenny Bruce would come and do a show. And so my dad, he lived his life. You know, he owned racehorses. They, they had a beautiful life for their, you know, short marriage and two yeah. children. She came back to LA and her and Tommy started dating. And by the time I was seven, they married. So then, this, uh, and you know, tell you something about Tommy. He was a straight shooting guy. He didn't drink and smoke. If he had any, uh, you know, issues, it was that he was a workaholic. He yeah. at work. Sometimes neglect of family can be the worst thing of all. It's worse than getting hit by a, or something. I, honestly, neglect can be bad, but his heart was very good. Yeah. And he never got out of the seventh grade, guys. And he started a freaking empire. An empire that would today. We, you know, we're, we're still going strong. Wow. That is crazy. You know, that was a different world. Um, he came from Oklahoma with his best friend, Chris Polonis. They, they, um, they bought scraps and they built the Model A and they drove out from Oklahoma. Chris Polonis, you might know him. He started a little restaurant chain called Chris Barbecue. Kraft International later bought his barbecue sauce, Chris Barbecue Sauce. Wow. So these guys were innovators. Tommy was an innovator. Chris Polonis, Chris innovator. You know, that era brought some pretty cool people and pretty cool inventions in the world. Good hard work paid off back then. It's a little different now. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. 
Are you a big, uh, are you much of a part of Tommy Burgers now and are your kids? So my kids are not. Well, they asked me, Dad, I want to be a part of some not. So I'm a stepson, so I've always kind of carried a red flag. They were, they were sure that I would be lazy, wouldn't want to work. I just celebrated 38 years. Wow. Uh, I re- I'm talking. <laughs> I've been talking, but I am talking about retiring next year. I don't play a key role. I'm a regional supervisor. I have a few managers I work with, and I do the liaison for public. Gotcha. Um, and I have a pretty beautiful life. I do a lot of traveling. I hunt. I fish. I just got remarried to an amazing woman, and we leave tomorrow morning on 9 a.m. LAX for honeymoon to to Italy. Oh, We're really wow. excited about Congratulations. That. That's awesome. Yeah, Thank man. you. Congrats. What, what parts of Italy are you guys hitting? So we fly into Milan. We take a bullet train for six hours down to the Amalfi Coast. And we'll Ooh. be staying in Toronto for five nights. Oh, wow. Then we take a bullet train from Napoli to Tuscany. And that's a couple hours. And we stay in Tuscany, which is outside of Florida. We're in the full-on country. My wife said, get lost on public. That's what your, your wife said what? Get lost on what? Let's get lost on Cobblestone Street. We're not tourists. We don't want to yep. go to Rome. I mean, you know, those are all nice things to do. Yeah, yeah. You get on a bus if you want, follow the little guy with the flag. Uh, so we want to go mix it up, meet people, and and see what life is like. And I don't drink. She likes her wine. Um, but we want to just be part of Italy. We want to check it out. And so we're six nights in Tuscany, and then we get on a bullet train up to Milan, and we get a car, and we're driving to Lake Como, oh. two-hour drive. Will you say hi to the George lot. Clooney for me? Yeah, George. You know who actually uh, had a home up there and grew up in that area was Kobe Bryant. Oh. There's a lot of really famous people that lived in, 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 in Lake Como. Lake Como's huge, by the way. It's in two countries. So there's a part of it's in Switzerland. Oh. Um, so we're staying, staying at a really, I don't know, it might be too highfalutin for us. It's a marble everywhere, you know, but we're going to rent a boat. We're going to cruise the lake. We love to hike. We're going to go hike and see some monasteries. We love nature. We just, my wife and I are big, big nature people. And, um, we like to get out in it. We're going to do, uh, we're going to get yeah. lost in Italy. <laughs> no, I'm about it. Julie's been there before and and she yeah. said next time when we go together, it's going to we're just nice. going to we're just kind of going to cruise and go to the south like you said and maybe just get Yeah, I want to I haven't gone the, to the Amalfi Coast. We were supposed to go yeah. 2 years ago. Yeah. It didn't work out. It didn't work out. <laughs> Something happened. Something happened in this <laughs> yeah. world. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, COVID happened. Oh, yeah, yeah. it happened hardcore to Italy. And and oh, it was yeah. nuts over there. Yeah. Dude, we literally yeah. were like, oh my God, we're going to buy tickets. Holy crap. The prices dropped. Oh, shit. Okay. The world's on fire. Well, I oh, get well. It prices are real, real cheap now. Oh, wow. Oh, now I know. <laughs> Everything's <why>. closed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's right. not cheap right now. Uh, let's no. get to, so you really have an interest. You started a jazz label. When did you start that? Well, I love people. It's not a jazz label. It's a oh. blues label. Blues. All right. Blues. I'm okay. sorry. That was, that was okay. probably blues, my bad. Uh, blues is down south, home cooking. You know, uh, I I work with guys, the old black guys who uh, do the swing dance, or West Coast swing. Mm-hmm. So I have had a record label for 20 years. I 
long story short, I was, when I did drink, I was at a blues festival in Long Beach. I tripped over a guy after 13 of these frozen margarita cocktails. He was in a three-piece blue felt suit and a fedora, had all these rings. I mean, he looked like a pimp to me. Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, he was on a blanket with his girlfriend. His name was Johnny Tucker. He's a Fresno bluesman. He had been playing blues his whole life all around the world. And long story short, we became friends. And he's like, hey, man, you should make a record for me. And I'm like, dude, I've never made a record. He's like, figure it out. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I love music. Okay. So I had a couple mentors. One of them was uh, Gary Wagner, uh, the Wagman. He's on K Jazz, um, 88.1. Oh, yeah, weekends. yeah. I love it. Yeah. Still, <laughs> plays, still plays nothing but the blues. Gary happened to be a friend of mine. And, and uh, he kind of showed me the ropes because, you know, I didn't know anything. But I knew, I, I knew how to do projects. I was a projects manager for Jones. And I could figure it out. And that's what I did. You know, it's like, here's the number one key to doing something good is hire the people that went the best. Yeah. Right. So I hired good producers. I went to good studios. I put, I believe musicians are this. They're like plants. They're like flowers. Put them in good soil, give them nutrients, water them, and give them sunlight, and they will freaking bloom. And that's happened for me for 20 years. I haven't done a lot of projects, but I, what I have done has been amazing. Johnny brought me an artist named Floyd Dixon. Floyd was very famous in the 40s. I mean, I called Gary and I, Johnny wants me to record Floyd Dixon. You know who Floyd Dixon is? And Gary's like, well, I have a wall of photos that I call Hall of Fame. And Floyd's on my Hall of Fame. He's, <laughs> you know, he was a, a young prodigy, 21. He was a from Texas and he just he learned to play the piano with popsicle sticks no one ever showed him how to do it he could hear it in his head and he would have the white popsicle stick and he would color in the black for the keys on the keyboard wow and uh, my wife's walking in right now come on in babe and um and so Floyd was an amazing guy to meet and he was the one of the last people that I recorded before he passed away uh, oh, I got wow. the opportunity of pressuring him into the next life. He he did a record with me, thing, and then he got. And the doctor said, "You got to live." And I I moved him in my home. Surgery after the cancer was removed, but it ended. And I come to believe real quickly this wasn't about me making records and money. It was about legitimizing a true legend career. And we made this incredible record a two-day live um, event down in Phoenix. I'm actually doing a re-release of it. Your timing is impeccable mm -hmm. us, um, because that's going to be coming out on the Blue Heart Records. That's my distributor these days. My label's Hydron Records. And what Hydron, is the name of it? Hydron? Hydron. I don't know if you've ever heard of Hydron the Conqueror. It's uh, something used in the South. That's called Hoodoo. So the Voodoo is not voodoo, but it is a form of kind of mind control. Uh, cats like Muddy Waters in song. Black Cat Bone. I got John the Conqueror and I'm coming after you. And a lot of their lyrics were very old school, old fashioned about yeah. trying to swoon women, especially. That was a big one. Right. And so Hi John the Conqueror, uh, it's, it has very uh, old roots. And so I decided to feel that high john record and that's what i've been doing with the music thing i haven't made a ton of money 
but I've gotten a lot of awards. I did a uh, that two day concert we did with Floyd. We called it uh, uh, "Time Brings About a Change." It's a Floyd Dixon song. We brought in Muddy Waters piano player Pine Pop Perkins, who was still alive. I think he was ninety three when we brought him in. He's wow. since passed. We brought in uh, Henry Gray. He played for Howlin' Wolf, very famous Chicago blues man. And we brought in uh, Kid Ramos, who played with Los, uh, not Los Lobos, he played with the Thunderbird uh, oh, wow. for years. And then um, he was my producer, and we became friends him and I. And we brought in a whole cast of characters, and for two days, we did live recording and a video. I brought in a, in a video community, you know, with the actor and the truck. It's a pretty badass project, to be honest. If you want to know what, like, true West Coast swing music is, I'm, I'd love to send you some product and let you do one. For yeah, me, yeah. music has not been about making money. It's passion. Um, I, I'm a drummer, I'm a hobbyist. I've been playing since seventh grade. But I love being around I love being around women and men who play music. You know, I love that our, our family, by the way, Jason, is very musical. You know, you yourself, are you still with Harris Grade? Yeah, man, we're called Rival Tides now. Rival Tides. I've got yeah. you. I've downloaded your CDs, yeah, yeah. right? It was originally, it was Harris Gray. Yeah. Harris Gray, yeah. that's right, yeah. And then you're obviously your brother who is, you know, a superstar drummer. I think it's, I love, and you know, your, um, your uncle, Rob, yeah. right? He, he plays bass for a, a fun, uh, what are they, uh, hippie 70s band? Oh, yeah. We just had him on the podcast, Uncle Bob. Yeah. Oh, he's on, see, I'll be Robert. And he, he used to be Robert and I was Bob, but <laughs> I know. I love Rob. I haven't talked to Rob for a long time. I want to share something about Rob. Um, when my father died, we were in Marin County, California, and uh, my mom did not handle it very well. She lost it. And he heard, I'm like getting emotional here. Rob showed up. Rob had hair down to his ass and he drove a <laughs> chopper and he fucking showed up for my mom. I'll never forget that. And I was like, who is this guy? I'm four years old and Rob's a little, no, he was, he was a hippie. Yeah. Oh yeah. But that man was full of love for my mom and people also like um, your grandmother. No, not, not Sally, but Ethel, my mom's yeah. other yeah, sister, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ethel showed up big time for my mom. And our family came together, you know, when, when, Art, got, when Art died. Yeah. But your, your uncle, I will always hold that dear in my heart. That's very sweet. He is, no. You're not kidding, man. He is a beautiful human being. Very love caring. Uncle Bob. He, he is still the same fucking guy that you've known for Jesus, <laughs> you know, 50, 60 years almost. <laughs> love it jason if we could pull together a my brother and i have talked to him we deserve because you know all they're all dead all 16 are dead all yeah they're yeah. gone and and you know we deserve to have another family reunion absolutely man i know no That'd you're not fun. kidding nana and uncle wally were like the true head honchos <sighs> to keep that shit together all these decades yeah. 16 yeah. children from great grandma and then their children and then their children. I mean, yes, uh, these, these all over the country were... and in yeah. Canada. Yes. Um, you know, real quickly on my name, Robert, I was named after my mother's favorite brother, Robert Shaw. He went to uh, Papua New Guinea. They, in World War II, they took so many of our young American boys overseas 
and and we took the German beachheads and we took the Asia beachheads. And Bobby, ah, Robert Shaw died at Papua New Guinea on our beachhead, and he's wow. buried in um, the uh, Philippines in Manila. So we had so many soldiers die, we could not get them home before their bodies were needed to be buried. But we bought plots of land in American government. Today, when you go and visit those graves, uh, you're on American soil. Hmm. It's in perpetuity that they uh, we own that land, Philippines. And the Philippine government people love Americans. Yeah, yeah. Because we saved them from the Japanese invading and, and slaughtering them all. Sure. And it's very controversial shit, but the truth is, I'm named after a hero. Wow. That's I'm named after a freaking hero. And Aunt Ethel saved his contacts, Purple Heart, letter that's on ticker tape that says, we're very sorry to say that your son has been killed. And all that is framed in my home, in that, this picture. Holy shit, man. I had no idea. That is fucking incredible. Wow. It is. And, you know, I'm going to go. I, my wife and I are going to travel. It's one of our bucket list trips. We're going to go stand on the beachhead in New Guinea, and I'm going to feel the energy of that man. And I'm going to go and put actual live flowers <laughs> on his grave. Right now, there's plastic flowers that sit there. Right? No one in our family's ever been there. Wow. I will go. That's great. Dude. That's incredible. Yeah. So uh, if we could do a wrap of like, so all the things that you've been a part of, what would you say really pushes you as your biggest passion in life, Robert? <laughs> oh, man. You know, I, I have gone through so many stages in life. I'll be 51 at the end of this month. In the 90s, I don't know anything about TV and music because I got born again and I was Jesus thumping, devil casting out, uh, laying hands on kind of guy, you know? And that's great. It had its place in my life. I, I'm a spiritual man today. I'm not a religious man today, but I was a consummate religious man. I went on missionary trips. I preached the gospel in Nepal and in Guatemala, in coffee fincas. I've been all around the world. I've been in Peru, mountaintops. I don't discount any part of my life. I can't say one part was better than the other because what happens is it's like Legos. If you want to build a masterpiece, you're going to use one piece at a time. You know, even my current relationship, we, we became friends. We started talking. We talked for hours. She lived in Utah. I lived here. Every conversation was a building block foundational building block to get to a place where we realize we love each other. We want to be with each other. So my whole life has been, you know, grew up with alcoholism in the family. I became an alcoholic. I became a drug addict. I became a sex addict. Whatever it was to not be who I am. I didn't want to be who I was, so I got, I got became addictive. I was addicted to spending money, food, projects even some of the things i have done i did them out of not being present i did them out of just not wanting to feel again i'm just going to wrap it up by saying I, I can't really tell you what part of my life is better than another because what might have looked like a really sad broken 325 pound man 
who was married for eight years to his first wife and then divorced and then remarried 10 years later to his second wife and then divorced to today, man. to whatever's coming tomorrow, man, because tomorrow <laughs> I'm on Italian soil. <laughs> I'll That's tell awesome. you a secret, though. I finally made peace with myself. Right. I don't say that those other times I wasn't at, I was at war with myself. Okay. Uh, isms, I'll use the word isms. Because uh, if you have an allergy to alcohol, you shouldn't drink alcohol. That creates a compulsion. There are isms, the brain, compulsivism. Remember, I just wanted to have a loving relationship with my mom, and, and I had a form of that, but it wasn't until really the beginning of this year I had a true showdown with my mom. Because wow. that's where it all began. The little boy is trying to get nurtured. He's trying to get love. I have a master kingdom. I'm, I'm, I'm busily selling it off, by the way. I want experiences with my wife. Things are great. You can have all the things you want, but when your things start having you, they're no fun anymore. They become anchors in your life, in my life. Yeah. So my Ferrari, my Corvette, my motorhome, my watches that are exceedingly expensive, my hunting, I've hunted all over the world. Like, I, I don't know. I don't discount anything I've done because today I have true happiness. I'm at peace with me. I have an amazing partner who loves me for who I am, not who she thinks I'm going to be. And she ain't going to fix me. I fixed me. I did the work, though. See, I got into Eleanor. We're doing step Got sober in AA, did the step work. Then Ellen and I started realizing mom's alcoholism wasn't about me. That was her grief. That was yeah. her dealing with her stuff, man. Yeah. So I get to deal with me. This is who I'm responsible for. I ain't responsible for any. I'm not responsible for my wife. She is a responsible human being for herself, and I am the same. And so, yes, 40-year career at Tommy. It's 20 years in the music business. When my mom's pregnant with me, and you know, back then there was a doctor name was Spock. He said, look, if you're scared of having a baby, have a value. Have a martini, just one. And if you got to have a cigarette late at night before bed. Which created toxemia, if you know what that is. It's like a cesspool in the, in the, uh, the birth, in the, where the child's living, right? I was right. three weeks late, da-da-da-da-da. Didn't matter because my mom and dad had Chinese food with Dizzy Gillespie one night. You know who Dizzy Gillespie is? Please tell me you know who Dizzy Gillespie is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dizzy died of heroin overdose, but that night when he had Chinese food with my mom and she was three weeks late, he put his hand on my mom's belly. I could hear. Have lived, oh, I, I could be a blessed child, right? Dizzy Gillespie blessed me. He anointed me. Wow. A lot of people go, oh, you know, Robert, you're a very lucky man. And I am very, I say I'm lucky. I'm blessed. I'm humble when I walk in that blessing. And I like to share my love for life with people. That's why a Johnny Tucker or a Floyd Dixon, you know, I, I'm not making money. I'm, I'm spending money to give them their due. And so all these parts of my life created today, right? The 7th of August, 2022, talking with my second cousin. And are you guys a couple? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How awesome is that? How beautiful is that? And I 
you know who put this together was cousin Isaac. Yep. I know. Yeah. We've got him to blame. (laughs) He is. I love freaking cousin Isaac. Yeah. I love that. He is a recovered man. He recovered. What did he recover in his recovery? He recovered. Beautiful. I don't know if you guys could hear that. He cut out a bit, but he said he recovered himself. That he did. I do want to go to, we have one more quick segment of the podcast. It's called It's Five O'Clock Somewhere. We ask you five quick questions just to get to know you a little bit more. Are you ready for this, Robert? Bring it on. Okay, we've talked about question number one. Uh, We talked about different burger places. You have to eat at one of these burger places. Which do you choose? Is it In-N-Out? Fat Burger, Shake Shack, or Five Guys. Okay, that's that is easy. What was the second one? <laughs> In and Out, Fat Burger, Shake Shack, Five Guys. Fat Burger. Okay. Yeah. The original Fat Burger was badass. Yeah, it is delicious. Yeah. All right. Question, question number two. two. Which intrigues you more? The woods, the ocean, the galaxy, or the desert? Are oh, you killing me? <laughs> oh my god. It's between the universe and the woods. And I'm going to say the universe. Yeah. I am so intrigued with been out there, dude. Sure. You know, the molecule. Oh, the yeah. whole universe is in one molecule, by the way. Like 90% of matter is nothing. Yeah. So if you take a molecule and you look at it, 90% of it is nothing. Which means 90% of everything is nothing. Deep so it's in, the, it's in the nothing. Yeah. There's everything. (laughs) (laughs) All right. right, uh, Question number three. Do you, where do you currently live? What, do you live in Orange County still? Yeah, I'm in Orange County, Villa Park, California. Uh, Name two food spots in OC to die for. Oof. Well, okay. I'm a sushi guy. Best sushi, and I have had a lot of it for me, is a little joint on Catella Avenue in Orange called Khoisan, Khoisan Sushi. I go in there, they call me Belly Bob because I only eat the Toro or the belly of the fish. Belly, oh, nice. And that that uh, manager down there, Ken, he hooks me up. So that would be my first. If I get stuck on a desert island and all I get to eat my rest of my life is, is fish, I want raw fish, good, clean. Second one, I love steak. And there are two steakhouses but I'm going to say the ranch. The ranch is uh, in orange as well. Uh, it's owned by a cowboy. It's real elegant, but yet it's real casual. And it's it's uh, on, um, I think, La Palma. But don't quote me on that. But it's in orange called the rain. All right, Beautiful. question number four. Okay, I don't know if you own a yacht or anything, but <laughs> they have kitschy names. What would your yacht be called? And maybe Ooh. if you do have a boat, like what would what would you name it? <laughs> I was a partner on a boat once, 40 foot cruiser. It was really nice. Uh, the greatest day of my life. There's two great days in my life. The day I bought into that boat, the day I got out. <laughs> that sounds like everybody's boat story. That's hilarious. <laughs> that, is, that is a so boat story. Yeah. My partner was an attorney. His name was Lee Maddox. And the name of our boat was Madness. Nice. So there's nothing greater then I'm a fisherman cruising offshore, trolling, you know, for big game. Uh, shirt off, sun, you are got your music blaring and you got a cold one. I don't know what I would name it, to be honest. I don't have much of an ego these days. Uh, but <laughs> Madness was the name of the boat that I was yeah. a partner on. So. 
That's pretty Madness. awesome. No, that's good. That's good enough. Um, okay. Uh, question number five. Who's your favorite musician and why? Oof. Hmm. That's a tough one. I have a lot of friends. I'm friends with. I'm, I'm going to say Kid Ramos. David Ramos. David Kid Ramos lives in Orange. My age. Um, when he was really young. He was playing with guys that blues cats and um, then they called him Kid. I love Kid because he's produced many projects with me. He's the most honest, pure person I know. He's not ego. Like right now, his goal in life is his son. All the energy and love, his son, Johnny Ramos. Um, so, you know what? Yep, that's not a big movie, a big star, but in my world, that guy is solid and amazing. Kid Ramos wins that award for me. That's awesome. Nice. All right, that's it's five o'clock somewhere. Robert Auerbach, you've been a fantastic guest. Thanks for sharing all your passions. I'm so happy that you've done all this inner work and you're feeling really great and you're about to head to Italy. That's that's pretty yeah. nice. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'll just say this. There's no coincidence that it's been down in this so I'm so grateful that you are doing this because you know, people deserve an avenue to share themselves with the world. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And I'm sure, I'm sure one thing I will do in the next 10 years is write a book. Write a book. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'll share my life story. Some of it is a little graphic and a little crazy, but you know, will, it's will also it be called? Beautiful. Will it be called madness? <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad thought. <laughs> possible. Uh, you know, uh, let me leave you with this one thing. This last year, 11-11-2021, uh, uh, 11, 1, 11 a.m., I was with a group of people in Egypt. We were let into the big pyramid of Khufu. We were in the King's Chamber, 200 yards up in the middle of a freaking pyramid in the middle of the night, and we were singing and praying and sending energy into the world shifting the world's consciousness to love as the most powerful force in this universe is love period end of story you'll never convince me otherwise and i have found myself in some amazing situations and now today my goal is to share my love with the world because that's how we change the world one person at a time i call it a ripple yep as my life changes it ripples out who knows what I said today? Who knows who will hear this stuff? Right. And it might affect their lives. So. Beautiful, man. Absolutely. Beautiful. I hope I hope it does. I mean, it affects ours. Because <laughs> like yeah. the stories that the stories we hear from people like you and, and just anybody we come across on here, it's it's unfreaking believable, man. And it's so it seems impossible. And in the impossibility is all possible. Thank you for letting me share just a little bit. Absolutely, man. Yeah, thanks Thank for you. being on, dude. Seriously. And it was amazing seeing you again, <laughs> even just through <laughs> Zoom. <laughs> Blessings, guys. Bless. I Me love too. you. All right. Loving love you right back. Yeah, okay. Man. Signing out for now. Welcome to the Afterpod, where we talk about our guests after they leave the room. That was Robert Auerbach, a.k.a. Bobby, a.k.a. Bob, a.k.a. Madness. Uh, that was funny because uh, it's kind of cool to, I don't like to chat with people before we have them on, you know, because I want to just it all to be in real time. And yeah, I did get some notes from him, just, you know, what he's into. Um, 
but yeah, I didn't really know too much about Robert. So that was pretty cool. And I certainly, I don't know how much, you know, it's been a minute since you've seen him, you say 11 years since you yeah. saw him in person. So it's pretty, he's really gone through a lot of personal growth. Yeah, no, he, he really has. I may have seen him. Boy, I don't know when his, <laughs> I, I saw him on his, on like a celebration for him and his second wife. <laughs> um, but that was around the same time, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's one of those things where we saw each other a couple times a year or more just throughout life, in my life at least. Um, and then obviously, as we both got older and my, you know, Nana passed and then his mom past you know uh, and esther being the youngest and last of the 16 um i don't know life's kind of just went different ways and then we just stopped talking but not intentionally yeah you uh, know what was interesting too is him saying he finally like reconciled his relationship with his mother and his mom's been gone like 11 years so i mean you can still Yes. You can still do the work uh, with people who aren't in your life or, you know, sometimes maybe you don't want to bring if someone's yeah. having a troubling relationship. You don't necessarily have to bring them back into your life to reconcile it. So that's that's big. That's big personal inner growth. Very huge. Um, but so since so, yeah, so since, since that being the last time I saw him, I mean, he he seems like a different he person. seems like, yeah, in the most positive way, he is him now. And I was gonna say, dude, that that is your passion or whatever yeah. or is your passion. Like, yeah, holy shit. And interesting man. on the whole, like, money isn't everything or objects no. aren't everything. I I agree. Experiences, absolutely, are really the big ticket. Yes. Yeah, boy. Yeah, so gonna, that how envious are we of this Italian <laughs> trip he's going on? Oh my gosh, I want to go with. I know. Hey, our friends uh, Drew and Heather are in Italy right now. Oh, are they in to... Greece? Oh, well, they're going to Italy. Are they? It, yeah, they're they're doing London, Greece, and Italy. Yeah, we have a lot of friends traveling. I feel like oh, oh, uh, Jamie and Kurt. Oh yeah, they're. Where, I think. Where are they? I forget where. I think they're going on another cruise. I don't know. Oh yeah, cruising it. You know, it's funny. This is just bringing back a memory that I had a dream about us being on a cruise must be living off the marina by the way guys we're in our final days of living off the marina that's right oh should we do a quick um crime update that oh, we yeah. now think the original <laughs> criminal on the drug boat it's quite possible i don't know if they own the boat but they're there every day and they had a yeah. big party last night and it looked oh, yeah. like a lot of like young influencers or something there we was probably to, six, 60 people. I mean, we just kept seeing two people, four people, yeah. six people, three yeah. people, four people. Like it just And the yacht never, never leaves. Ended. It just stays no. here. Stays, stays here. Docks, yeah. Yep. It's interesting. There was a lot of cameras, a lot of flashes yeah. going on. So it's still so, mysterious. It's still mysterious. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to guess. Oh, you know what's funny? They drink a lot of Pacifico beer. Yeah, they do. Yeah. We're just sitting here watching the whole time. Yeah. They probably are influencers. That's why they had that. It was a sponsor or something. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, that's our quick um, drug boat update from the previous episode. But anyway, it was very nice to uh, get to know your cousin oh, yeah. and hear more about the Tommy um, history. 
Yeah. The original Tommies. Don't be fooled. Wait, I what is it? If you don't see the shack, send it send back. it back. But we also have created if you don't see the shack, it's whack. Yeah. Um, that's pretty funny. <laughs> and that you can't I love you can't go there and get a veggie burger like F you. You literally will get an F you. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, not really. Yep. It's not, but it is. Uh, well, they're just so authentic and they stand true to what they believe yeah. in. Yeah. I mean, if they fun. don't have an interest in, uh, you know, fake meat or whatever. Yeah. yeah okay. not, every, not everybody has to do all that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, that was great. I think uh, we got to wrap this up. Uh, that was Robert Auerbach. Uh, Jason's cousin and also the stepson of the original Tommy from Tommy Burgers, That's which right. is a big uh, SoCal phenom. But isn't that right? Exactly. But isn't that funny that both of I'll just say both of his fathers because he did have his father yeah. who entrepreneurs and crazy started this like jazz empire up in the Bay. What? Yeah. Yeah. Chilling Dad's, with Miles yeah. Davis. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> And then his second his stepdad dad, is like the yeah, original Tommy's. Original freaking yeah. Tommy. We used to wild. sleep on onion sacks to stay open 24 hours. Like, what yeah, is that? Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, they're his. But he did say, you know, our whole family, we're all talented musically and, and creatively and whatever. That is yeah. That's the Friday Blood. Friday Blood. Friday Blood. <laughs> That's right. Hour back. It's the hour back. Auerbach, Friday. Uh, what's your mom's? Honestly, it's really name? it's the Shaw. It's the oh, Shaw. Shaw. Shaw is your mom's. Shaw is the great grandma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, she, okay. She is the. So we are we are the Shaw clan. That's our our Scottish clan. Uh huh. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, well, another great episode. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Love you guys. Thanks for listening to the Cuz I Have To Podcast. Find us on Instagram at Cuz I Have To Podcast. Tell your friends about the pod and share an episode on your socials. We'd love to hear from you too. Email us at Cuz I Have To Podcast at gmail.com. Keep living those dreams, friends, because you have to. Till next time.